coming up, we are going to talk about top tips for first-timers visiting Universal Orlando on this week's episode of the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition. I'm your host, Craig Williams. Today, I'm joined alongside by my co-host, Rhino. Hello. Hello. And we have a very good episode for you this week. I don't know if it's actually going to be that good. We're going to hope for the best on this one. I think it's going to be at least okay if I'm really giving it the real college effort in this one. Uh, But we've been getting a lot of uh, questions and and comments lately asking for, well, what's some more advice? that you can give for people who are trying out Universal for the first time, uh, people who are considering taking some time away from a Disney vacation to give Universal a shot. Uh, what just what what's some basic advice or guidance that we can give you? So this list is by no means exhaustive and we probably need to do that at some point, but I want to I want to restate some of our top tips that I think we absolutely would believe in. For anyone out there who is considering Universal Orlando and and probably is going to go, before we talk about that, I do need to remind you this is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel. If you like our content, you want to support us, please consider booking your next vacation through Dreams Unlimited Travel. It costs you no extra money and you get the world-class support of a Dreams Unlimited travel agent. And yeah, they can really help you even more than we probably will be able to through this episode. But, you know listen to the episode still too, or watch it. But anyways, get a free no obligation quote today at dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Now, this list is by no means in any particular order. So I'm going to throw out the, 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 I'm going to say five, five of the top tips that I felt like stood out to me. One hand, five fingers. Boom, 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 boom. Boom. And the first thing I'm going to throw out in terms of a tip for a first timer, I know this one, this one's like almost at the point where you're like, why, why are you even throwing this as an in as a tip? It's not really fair, but uh, just, just follow, follow us with this one. And my first tip is instead of just vacationing the time of year that you, you feel like you have to, I mean, if you're a teacher or, or you're in a profession where you only have certain time off. I know that restricts things, but if you have a little bit more flexibility or if you have the potential to give yourself flexibility, truly think about the time of the year that you want to truly visit Universal Orlando because it really changes as the seasons progress, as it goes on. Uh, you know, obviously we, we are in the season where we are ramping up talking about Halloween Horror Nights and during the day, during the Halloween season, you know, there's not a huge Halloween presence inside the parks. Of course, you'll still see decorations from the, the scare zones and stuff. It's not not everything they can just put away. You you get in the Halloween spirit. But uh, at, at night, that's when it comes alive if you're going to Halloween Horror Nights. So it's not necessarily a bad time of the year to travel, especially if the parks are your number one thing. You know, as soon as Halloween Horror Nights starts at Universal Studios at night, you just pop over to Islands of Adventure mm-hmm. and hang out over there. At, at Christmas, both parks 
and all of City Walk in, well, not all of City Walk, but all of the resorts and a little bit of City Walk gets in on that holiday cheer. So if you're that type of person that really wants to to be in the Christmas spirit as you're moving around, Christmas might be a good time of year. You know, clearly Mardi Gras, which kind of rolls in right after Christmas, brings a bunch of festivities. Well, I mean, I cannot imagine that the parade will not be back in in 2022. Wow, that's weird saying the words 2022 at this point. But, uh, you know, the Mardi, Mardi Gras, Universal Mardi Gras, when it's, it's kicking in full gear, you have the awesome parade, you have musical acts that perform on the stage and in the street. It's it's a it's a big deal. And, you know, in the past year, Universal has truly embraced food festivals and have just left these booths sitting out and transition from from Mardi Gras to to summer food to Tokyo festival, uh, Tokyo Olympic food. Uh, there's there are a lot of different perks to visiting different times a year at Universal. So really, as a tip for a first timer, really consider what time of year you want to visit Universal for the first time at, because it yeah. makes a difference. Yeah, well, especially, like you said, Mardi Gras, which is interesting because it, what's crazy to me is uh, in the past, they've had these concert series that it's always like, it's not no-name names. It's like pretty big names. Like, I've seen Kelly Clarkson now at Mardi Gras twice, right? Two yep. times. Yeah, they had her twice. I've seen Adam Lambert um, there, and I thought he did a phenomenal show as well. And he he, I believe, was there twice as well. And like, you know, so you never you never know who's who's going to be there, and that's in, included with park ticket, park admission. So it's like pretty great deal when you think about it like that. But then, like you said, like uh, you know, holidays, you get the decorations and all that stuff. I, I and these food festivals they've been doing, they've been doing really. I've enjoyed them pretty, uh, you know, a lot lately. So it's a nice like alternative if you're just a quick service person yeah. and you want to grab some stuff. Like I don't know, like so. it's it feels like. Things are more and more lively throughout the entirety of the year now. So it's like yeah. a little, you know, this, it feels like they've always kind of got something going on. And I mean, I, so for a first timer, I, you know, I, I want to say, yeah, choose Halloween to come or choose Christmas. But then part of me too says, you know what? Summer, while there are little events happening here and there, summer's just an all around time to visit. That's good. The hours are long enough mm-hmm. at the parks that, you know, you get into that nighttime period and there's nothing like being in a theme park at night. It's just, it adds that extra level of, of magic on top of everything. And uh, I, it, it's just, Summer, summer is a great time to be in theme parks. Yes, they're a little bit busier and that's added into the equation too, but it's still, it's still a solid time of the year to visit. I would say I'd probably say Mardi Gras is number two because if you do line it up that you're there for one of the concerts and it's a concert you care about, I'm sorry, but that was, that was my first shift at Universal when I worked there. I showed up for my day one of work at Harry Potter and the Forbidden Journey, and instead of working in the venue that I just trained and got signed off on, I got sent to work crowd control for a Leonard Skinner concert oh my at God. Universal Mardi Gras. And I mean, I grew up listening to did Leonard he, did Skinner. Did they play Sweet Home? Oh, oh yeah, of course. They, they they played all the hits and only the hits. But this was this was the first time I ever heard them live, and. So it's like, yeah, you get the, I was listening to the concert, but 
Meanwhile, we're trying to crowd control a bunch of massive bikers who are bigger and stronger than I am. And it got like it. There were points where we're like, uh, we need OPD to step in and, and help push back barriers and stuff. It was getting that crazy with it. But I saw it from that perspective. I'm like, this is freaking cool. Like, I, it's not like watching Davy Jones come to Epcot and everyone sitting politely with their legs crossed at the American Gardens Girl, Theater. Like, <laughs> look what you've done to me. Yeah. yeah. And it was, I did go see Davy Jones there. Oh, so, yeah. So did I. I mean, I, I love the monkeys. I saw Davy Jones there, saw Mickey Dolan's there. I love, I saw love David it. Cassidy there too. I just, all the grapes. All the greats. And yeah, so, but Universal during their concerts at Mardi Gras, it's, it's a really special time too. And their parade is so much fun. But just, you know, I, th- I think we gave you enough to chew on there. Truly think about what time of year to visit because it will, it will make a difference. Not every time of year is as equal to the other times. And it might not be, might not be something you see if you don't celebrate Christmas. I probably would not go during the Christmas period, even if that's your only option. It's pretty Christmas heavy. Mm-hmm. You don't like scary things. Stay away at Halloween. But you've made the decision to come. You chose the time of year you want to do uh, to visit, not just do. I don't know why you said it like that, but uh, you made that decision. The next decision, the next tip I would strongly urge you to do is stay on site if you can. Preferably, Preferably stay on site at one of the premier hotels if it is affordable in your price range. And I know, I know you're, you might balk at that and you're thinking, well, down the street at Walt Disney World, if that's what you're used to visiting, I can't afford $600 a night hotel rooms. That's the starting point for it. I've never, why would I stay premier at hotel, their version of a deluxe hotel? Well, it's not, it's not the same price point. Uh, it's, it's, you know, it, it, it's just not, it is much more affordable. Sometimes you can get rates at universal at the premier hotels at the same level as the moderate hotels at Walt Disney world. And you know what? The premier hotels at universal are deluxe and comfortable hotels. The Portofino Bay hotel rooms are it's not my style aesthetically but they are soft they're cushy they are cozy they are great hotel rooms and you know even even royal pacific the the lowest end of the the premier rooms it's it's still a solid room and it's a solid hotel with with decent dining options and stuff but the sell of the premier hotels is that you get the free universal express pass in and you know what you want to you want to start your first time trip off at a right way Stay at a premier hotel, get that free express pass. Don't pay out of pocket for it. Yeah. Spend hundreds of dollars for express pass. Get it included in that hotel room and you are going to at least feel less anxiety and stress about your day as you are maximizing all of your time. But yeah. Well, and we know, we know, we, you know, we know people, we know this is not inexpensive to go to these places, right? Instead, so it's where, but I do feel like that express pass can really change the value of that resort. Like you're saying, like it, it's literally like if you want to commit to the vacation, we used that phrase before um, mm-hmm. it's, I feel like 
it's probably one of those, you're not going to do it every time you come here, but it might be great for the first time, like you said, because the Express Pass will pretty much guarantee you being able to do anything and everything that you wanted while you were here. Uh, and for that, you know, rolled in with however many people you're in the room with, that sometimes is the price of the room. And so you're like, here I like, I, I don't know. That's the crazy part to me where I was like, yeah, that's a deal. If you were even remotely thinking about it, like, plus the ability to be able to just walk back to your hotel room is, is yeah. really just kind of beautiful too. That's the, that's the beauty of the universal resorts is most of them you can get to on foot, you know, and especially the premier ones you can. So, yep. Yeah. All the, yeah. all the premier ones you can get to on foot or you can take complimentary water taxis to mm-hmm. your hotels. The water taxi services Portofino Bay Hotel. Hard Rock Hotel, Royal Pacific, and Sapphire Falls. And then once you're at Sapphire Falls, you just have a 50-yard walk to get to Aventura and then Mm -hmm. pretty much the same walk over to Cabana Bay. The only two hotels that are a little bit further are Universal's Endless Summer Resort, Dockside Inn & Suites, and Surfside Inn & Suites. And even then, they are they are close by with a bus ride. You can get there very quickly and yeah, you can actually walk too. It's, you know, it's a busy road. It's a congested road. So just be careful, but yeah. it is possible to walk, but at the price point with hotel rooms starting at $80 a night, I mean, you have to start factoring into then, then like, go, oh, yeah, maybe, maybe it's worth it. Even though the transportation isn't as good, but uh, it's, it being at universal being, if you're on their main campus, it, one of the, one of the premier hotels or Cabana Bay or Aventura or Sapphire Falls, you are truly you are truly in that bubble where you can get around everywhere so quickly. And it's an experience that Walt Disney World just does not offer. I mean, you can stay close to a park there and you can walk to a couple parks. Like if you're in the Hollywood Studios area slash Epcot area, you know, that's that's pretty much the same as Universal, but that's all. That's mm-hmm. only what Universal really is. And yeah, yeah it's it's nice staying on site. It, rem- it reminds me of Disneyland in that aspect, being able to just like kind of walk everywhere and just get back to the room for a couple minutes if you need a break or to change or you forgot something or whatever. It, it really removes a lot of that hassle. And while the themes of the rooms aren't always my favorite, I've never stayed in a Universal hotel room that I was like, this is just a complete dump i mean the closest i've come to saying anything like truly negative or bad about a hotel room was really really i think the the small room that we were put into at dockside and in suites with just uh two two queen beds in it is that but nothing wrong with the room just it's it's weird when you go to those uh, those hotels endless summer yeah the the selling point of those uh Kind of like Cabana Bay or the family suites that are big and spacious and wonderful. And have so a then, picnic table in them, yeah. And to downgrade from a picnic table family suite to just a room with two beds, it gets it gets a little bit more cramped. But that's more personal problems for us. Mm-hmm. But stay on site, really. Just take a day, stay on site. I know you're going to have to move luggage. It's going to be complicated. I'm, make it make it work. I think you'll like it. And get that free express if you stay at the premier hotels. But the next tip, because now you decided to stay on site, hopefully listening to us, the next tip, don't think about any, any, any ticket to Universal without it including a park to park pass. That is an absolute necessity because the selling point of 
universal still to this day while there are many amazing attractions in in both parks you know islands of adventure is just stacked with spider-man velocicoaster the incredible hulk but the biggest selling point that it has is the wizarding world of harry potter okay yeah i was gonna say forbidden journey hello forbidden journey hagrid's magical creatures motorbike adventure good lord wow they really are an all-star Oh, uh, attractions in that park. Yeah, it it completely flopped for when I started working there. You mean I flipped? Li- yeah, flip, <laughs> flip flopped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. That's it. But when I started working there, Islands was like Islands was the juggernaut, and then slowly starting with Transformers. Yeah, Universal Studios then got a little bit more aggressive with their attractions, and then they made some bad missteps with fallon and and fast and furious and a couple other that you know i just don't necessarily agree with but then islands has come out swinging in the past couple years and it's been incredible but the marquee spots in my opinion still as much as i love love spider-man and velocicoaster it's the wizarding world of harry potter in both parks Mm -hmm. that are truly where where universal excels and exceeds and yeah, while you know you can do one park one day and another park the next day, there is still something magical about traveling back and forth between the two parks on the Hogwarts Express. It is, it it makes me sick if I sit in a seat that's too close to the window. But it's just it, it's it is it is the definition of magic. You leave you leave London and King's Cross on one side and end up down in Hogsmeade on your way to Hogwarts or vice versa. Like you cannot. You cannot beat that, and you can only do it if you have the park-to-park pass. They won't just let you ride it one way. I like the park-to-park pass because, honestly, there's just going to be moments in the day where crowds can sometimes gravitate into specific areas, and you can just be like, okay, you know what? Let's go check out the other side. And I, I like that flow. It gives you an option, especially especially when it's on foot. Because it, if we're talking Disney, sometimes I don't think it's worth it to jump because the parks are so far apart that the process of like moving and, and getting into another park and then going through security again is like, you don't have to do that. Universally, you've already gone through security. You're already in the, the bubble of it all. So it's all that one contained unit. So being able to just repeatedly go back and forth during the day is really no different than just walking from the front of a park to the back of the park and then that's it or you can take the the train like you said um but i just i'm like i don't it just gives you that option it gives you a little more freedom a little less stuff to stress about being like wow i picked the one park where something was going on today and there's a million people in here and i mean we're talking 10 minutes if you're walking at a slow pace i i can make it between the two parks in like three minutes with my gargantuan legs just striding her legs i just i stride like a gazelle and i'm all about that but yeah it's like you walk slow you can still make it from one park to the other in 10 minutes and it, it, you have to just think about it from that aspect you you go to try to do a couple of the rides that you want to see or it, a dining place you want to experience and you're like oh no this is way too busy i want to see what's happening in the other park check the app see that wait times are a lot shorter there and oh i found something i oh, i do want green eggs and ham today i might as well go over and try that you just you're so close by and it's not like everything's going to drastically change in the time of okay at disney i'm i'm getting i'm getting out of the park going to transportation to then go to the next park and then get over it. No, it's, it's none of that hassle. You are, you are there quickly. And 
yeah, it's nice having that flexibility, especially on your first time where you are trying to maximize the most out of your time and really take it all in. Having having the option to bounce back and forth between the two parks is something you're you're really going to want. And I say get the two park pass to pass. If you want to throw in Volcano Bay too, you can. But I think I think of Volcano Bay more as you've done Universal, you like it now, you want to extend your time at Universal, then start considering Volcano Bay. But for a first timer, I'm not not necessarily sold on Volcano Bay. Yeah, adding in the water park aspect of it. But that's just me. So, yeah, you, we sold you on park to, pa- park to Park Passes now. My next tip is, this one's a little bit more of a stretch, but one that I think needs recommending because I was able to help my friend Brooke, our friend Brooke, I should say, with this decision that while she uh, she was knowing that she was going to come down to Universal and started exploring the idea of tickets and that cost and then was like oh well i think i'm gonna come back with my family then because i enjoyed it and i'll bring them and like it that hopefully they'll like it too that's when the idea popped up that i was able to help her with if okay well why not consider getting an annual pass for just you for one person and you might be saying to yourself well or a family of five, I don't want to buy annual passes for all of us. And if we all can't have it, why would only one of us get it? Well, once you get an annual pass, you start opening yourself up to extra perks like discounts on hotel rooms, discounts on food, discounts on merchandise. And it really, it really gets to the point where, you know, you, the discounts get less as you go down with like the, the passes that have more, more of the block out dates that aren't the, the higher tiers of passes. But if you get it, if you look at it and like, okay, I know we're going to be there and we're going to spend a lot of money on food, a lot of money on merch, parking, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, spend a lot of money. You're starting to look at the point where you're, yeah, maybe maybe it's smarter to just get an annual pass for for dad, and that way you can take advantage of some of the discounts. And if you know you're coming back at least twice in one year, that starts becoming a lot more attractive. So it seems like a crazy concept, but don't rule out an annual pass for at least one person or the entire family for the first time. I actually, I, uh, I mean, yeah, it's interesting, smart to do it at least for one, because then at least you get the one discount. But the my friend Nicole does it. She she gets an annual pass every year because she knows she comes down two times a year at least, three times maybe. And and she, honestly, she uses it like crazy. My friend CJ did the same thing because he loved it and he he knew he was going to visit me again more than once. He's like, okay, well, he's like three days use he's like the ticket is this amount i can get a pass for this amount because for him it was like he knew he wanted to come back within a year and he was like okay that as long as i'm back like he bought it in october and he's long as long as i'm back by october of this day that just means next year i have to visit a week earlier so that i can still use the pass for that and that's why i'm like it's smart because i i think he went with like the seasonal pass but Mm -hmm. still that worked for him because it was like he definitely got his money's worth out of it so it's it's one of those like you know, balance that option. That's something to consider. You don't get as many uh, discounts with it. However, if you know you you like, I definitely want to come back within 365 days, then just come back a little bit earlier and that's it. There you go. I yeah, took the words right out of my mouth. Anything else that I could have really added to it. So I'd say just consider that one. And then finally, the last tip I'm going to go over here is, you know, besides Make sure you stay up to date with the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition and, and all resources for 
universal, like that will help you plan your trips and make the best decisions. But the last tip I'm giving you is specifically about one decision in particular, and that is food choices. My tip is study every single menu and dining option at Universal and try to make the best decisions possible. We talk about a lot of dining on this show and and we we always have because it's just it's an important part of Universal. It's one of our favorite aspects of it. There's a lot of really great food to find at Universal. There's also a lot of terrible food to find at Universal. And even even if you have a really basic uh, palate and and then you're like, oh, I'm just I'm fine with just chicken tenders and French fries. You know, if there's still bad places, yeah, there's (laughs) still that's there's still bad places to find them. Uh, Like my my personal opinion if you look at a menu for a place and you see basically this in a nutshell, but if you see cheeseburger with French fries, chicken tenders with French fries, uh, a pasta marinara, and potentially pizza, and if you see Chinese food yeah. <laughs> for some reason, turn um, and turn, run away. Yeah. <laughs> she tastes like cigarettes. <laughs> turn and run away away those are red flags and that's specifically with quick service uh options at the parks look for the unique items that's where you're going to find probably the best dining and yeah i know sometimes you just want a good you want a good burger when you're on vacation you want you just you want something fast but you want a good burger if you really want a good burger Please take the extra time. Go eat at Tusum. Go eat at mm-hmm. NBC Sports. There are better burgers to be have. Heck, go to Jimmy Buffett's Margaritaville and get a cheeseburger in paradise. It's overpriced. It's not as good as the other places I just mentioned, but it's still better than getting the the worst of the worst frozen patties that you get in the park that just are kind of an insult towards you and anyone who who ever cooks or eats food at any point in time but they just don't get the burger right for some reason it's weird no specifically it's like usually the burger is like the not great part but yeah it's it's not but that's you need to study the menus have a plan universal doesn't change their menus very often at all so what you decide on even if you're like looking at six months out i can pretty much guarantee you whatever is on the menu right now in six months it will be available again so start planning it out look at everything exhaust it all and just try to find the best choices and listen to us when we also share our recommendations for food choices too because i I, you know we we try to be brutally honest no matter what we're talking about but food i take that i take that seriously because there's nothing worse than buying food at a park yeah, that you spend your hard-earned money on, and then finding out it's awful, and just feeling like I can't get that back, and now I have to eat it because, well, and especially when because theme park food is a little pressier than the average yeah. food, so you're spending the extra money for your terrible food, you know? Yeah, it's not like it's not like buying a merchandise item that you're like, oh, I instantly regret getting that. Let me return it. I mean, yeah, you could probably fight with a, a manager about food and say, I did not like this. Please give me my money back. But I don't like confrontation. So that's just not in my wheelhouse. But yeah, it's it, food is very important. It's going to fuel your vacation. So make good choices and don't even necessarily rule out in terms of like city walk. If that's what you're looking at, don't roll out 
like I already mentioned, Margaritaville. Don't roll out necessarily Hard Rock or Bob Marley. Don't don't roll out anything that you're like, eh, this seems a little weird. You're still going to actually find a lot of decent food at them. But, of course, I'm going to speak for myself and Rhino in this case. I think we both tend to enjoy the universal owned and operated locations just a little yeah. bit more. They're actually usually better. I agree. Yeah. yeah. You said all the ones I like already, so. Yeah, I, I know, I know. But I mean, a, a big fire. Big fire, big happy. Big happy. That's a good way to end this episode. Go to big fire and get big happy. Call back. But that's the tips I have. Rhino, anything else to throw in? Enjoy yourself. Yeah. It's, it's, seriously, <laughs> though, like, don't stress about it. You're there. Have fun. Yeah. I was, I was going to throw in, like, I, as one of the tips of, Enjoy the fact that you don't have to truly plan anything out. Just, you know, maybe maybe if you're talking a very busy day in the parks, you're going to want to make a reservation at a restaurant at City Walk at night. But, you know, that's not even an all-the-time thing. But during the day, you know, if you have an express pass, you don't have to worry about anything. You don't have to make a strategy, a plan of attack. You don't have to worry about securing fast passes. You do have to worry a lot of times about securing a pass at Hagrid's for a virtual line, but mm-hmm. even that, even that's doable. But uh, I, I left that one off because I think all the other tips will help set you up for the road to success at Universal if you're considering it. And again, if you want extra help on top of what we just suggested here, you can always think about booking your vacation through Dreams Unlimited Travel because the travel agents that book universal are experts at it and they will be able to make sure that you have the best vacation possible. So get a free, no obligation quote today at dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. but that's going to do it for this week's episode. I hope you enjoyed it very much. Make sure if you're watching this on YouTube, you hit the thumbs up, subscribe to UO fan, leave comments, questions, and video suggestions in the comment section below. If you're listening to this, please make sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And if it's through Apple Podcasts, please leave a five-star rating, five-star rating and review if you're enjoying the show. But thank you so much, Rhino, for having this conversation. Oh, thank you. Yeah, and thank you to everyone out there for listening and watching. I hope you truly enjoyed it. We appreciate you. And we will see you again next week with another episode of the Dis Unplugged Universal Edition. But remember, we still haven't changed the name. 